You are listening to the Law of Creation podcast with Brooke Snow. You have episode two, Causing an Effect. In this episode, we are talking about causing an effect. Not to be confused with cause and effect. One is acting for yourself, while the other is being acted upon. One is living life in creation, while the other is living life in reaction. To be a great creator, we have to see the difference. If you enjoy this Law of Creation podcast series, I know you will enjoy my coaching program at thecreationcoachschool.com. There you will find my flagship creation course, as well as the opportunity to work with one of our certified creation coaches. One of our recent Creation Coach School graduates had this to say about her experience. My biggest takeaway is that I am a co-creator with my heavenly parents. I have always known and felt they were blessing me, but I had never thought of myself as being part of the process. I now know how to act for myself and not be acted upon. I really can be a change agent in my own life. Now that I know the principles, I see them everywhere. Close quote. What you are learning in these six episodes is the introductory lessons for the creation course. These are actually labeled in the program as lesson zero because you have to have this basic understanding before we can hit the ground running with lesson one of the program. For it is here with these basics that we learn the framework of the law of creation. These lessons are so impactful and hold the potential to dramatically change your life. For this reason, I feel it is my duty to humanity to share the law of creation framework for free. In fact, I've even created a free ebook that includes the transcript of this entire series so you can study it and learn even more on your own. Just click the link in the show notes. I hope you love these lessons and pass them on to those you love as well. There is a great difference between feeling like life is happening to you and life is happening through you. To steal a scriptural phrase, one is acting for yourself and the other is being acted upon. For most people, they live life being acted upon. Something happens in their environment and they respond. There is a cause and an effect relationship happening. Someone cuts you off in traffic, you get upset. Someone says something hurtful, you feel offense. The job promotion goes to your coworker, you feel overlooked. Your house is a mess, you feel overwhelmed and stress. Your kids are fighting, you feel frustration. All those feelings typically lead to an action. Maybe you lose your temper. Perhaps you say something regretful. Maybe you withdraw from a relationship. Positive external events work in the same way. Someone says something kind, you feel gratitude. You get the job promotion, you feel happy and excited. Your house is in order, you feel calm. Your family is getting along, you feel peace. You have good health, you feel energized. All these feelings also lead to an action. Feel good and you can act good and get good results. But as you well know, life is also full of challenges and there is a lot you don't have control over. If you are dependent on good circumstances to feel happy and do good, then you're going to spend a lot of life being miserable and stuck. The truth is, we create the very life we live, and the Lord has commanded us to act for ourselves and not be acted upon. 
In 2 Nephi chapter 2, we read, Wherefore, the Lord God gave unto man that he should act for himself. Wherefore, man could not act for himself, save it should be he was enticed by one or the other. I speak unto you these things for your profit and learning, for there is a God, and he hath created all things, both the heavens and the earth, and all things that in them are, both things to act and things to be acted upon. Close quote. So, my friend, what does it mean to act for yourself, and what does it mean to be acted upon? Could it be that acting for yourself means you create for yourself? Could it mean that being acted upon is allowing someone else or something else to create for you? The most common experience I have in my life of being acted upon (laughs) typically occurs every day around 5 p.m. My kids are hangry. I'm hangry. Little things start to feel really annoying. Maybe I'm multitasking between making dinner and helping with projects. And the moment one child starts whining, fighting, or making intolerable noise, I have many times found myself explode in frustration. I may raise my voice or command everyone to stop and be quiet. Many times this is all done in a not so graceful way. (laughs) I allowed myself to be acted upon. Or maybe you have had the experience of negative thoughts coming into your mind about who you are. Whispers of not being good enough, not being smart enough, pretty enough, talented enough, lovable enough. Have you ever listened to those thoughts and believed them? Have you ever allowed them to affect your mood and how you interact with other people? These two are all moments of being acted upon. Or perhaps you've experienced the effects of tuning into the mind of the world, watching the news, absorbing the opinions and accusations of other people, as well as navigate global and national challenges. Have you experienced the influence of being acted upon by these influences and in turn experienced fear, doubt, and despair? I invite you to think for a moment of one area of your life you feel most acted upon right now. Maybe it's a relationship. Maybe it's a challenge or trial. Maybe it's a negative emotion that you feel more often than you'd like. Maybe it's a part of your life that feels stuck and you aren't making any progress. Pause for a moment and identify one area you are being acted upon. Allow this episode to have application right now. What is one area of your life you're being acted upon? Now, we're going to learn in this podcast series how you can act for yourself and not be acted upon, how you can create what you want to create. The Lord has sent us here to earth to learn, develop, and grow, to learn to be like Him, to develop all of His characteristics and attributes. To add to this challenge, we live in a world of opposition, where we're constantly enticed by good or evil. In the constant process of choosing between good and evil, we develop our skill to create. Even down to the finite detail of choosing how you see, what you say, and how you feel, and what you do, 
It all begins here. Now remember, the law of creation includes what you see, say, feel, and do, which leads to who you become. See, say, feel, do, become. Now whether you're aware of it or not, you are already using this law every day. You create your life. You create the experiences you're having, the relationships you have, the responses you have to challenges and life around you. You create. And sometimes we create things in the direction we don't want. We use this law to create negative, and we use this law to create positive. Once you understand this law, you are going to see how it's already working in your life. One of my favorite scripture stories that teaches the difference between creating positive versus creating negative is the story of Nephi and his brothers in the Book of Mormon. Now, this story is the opening scene of the Book of Mormon. It takes place about 600 years before Christ in the city of Jerusalem. The prophet Lehi has a dream in which God commands him to flee into the wilderness with his family because he is going to destroy the city. Lehi obeys the Lord, and he and his family leave their home, their fine and precious things, and embark on an adventurous journey into the wilderness, where they eventually are led to the promised land across the seas to the American continent. But like all good stories, it's not quite that simple. Once in the wilderness, God tells Lehi to tell his sons to go back to Jerusalem to obtain gold plates that contain the record of scripture as well as their genealogy. His sons return to the city, and after three attempts, they finally obtain the record and come back. As we read about these brothers' adventure to obtain the record, it becomes immediately clear that they are not all united in this mission. Laman and Lemuel, the oldest brothers, are reluctant. They were hesitant to leave Jerusalem the first time, let alone go back and get this record from a man that has armies at his command. They see this mission as an impossible task. They see their father as a visionary man out of touch with reality. The words they speak confirm how they see. They complain, they murmur, they have two failed attempts trying to get their record, and they want to give up. Nephi, their younger brother, has more faith. Before he even left his father in the wilderness, he prayed to know if the words of his father were true. Did God really command them to leave the wilderness? Did his father really have a dream? Were they really supposed to return and get the plates? God answered Nephi's prayer. Nephi could see they were on the Lord's errand. And with faith, he encourages his brothers to try one more time to obtain the plates. Now, over and over again, with each challenge that arises, there is a pattern in the brothers' behavior. Laman and Lemuel complain, and they react in anger, doubt, and resistance. Nephi continues to go to the Lord to get more direction. He receives ideas and he sees possibility in his challenges, and he manages to come out on top in every situation. Now, there is so much to love about this story in the context of acting for yourself versus being acted upon. I find it absolutely fascinating that despite these brothers' differences— they actually have a lot of things in common. 
So let's explore what is the same. They all have the same parents. They all grew up in the same household. They all lived in the same city. They all ate the same food. They were all asked to leave their home and travel in the wilderness, leaving behind their riches and fine things and comfortable life. They all went hungry when Nephi breaks his bow, and they all traveled through the wilderness with its various challenges. On the outside, they had the exact same life. They had the same environment and the exact same circumstances, yet they did not have the same experience. They each created their own experience. Nephi acts for himself. He chooses how to see, say, feel, and do despite his circumstances. Laman and Lemuel are acted upon. They react in how they see, say, feel, and do. And they struggle with their circumstances. This story brilliantly teaches us that our circumstances do not need to determine our experience. Even though all the brothers essentially have the same circumstances, they experience those circumstances very differently. The same is true of each of us. No matter what environment we have, what family we have, what job we have, or what world events are happening, we always hold the creative power to act for ourselves and create our own experience. If you have a challenging circumstance in your life right now and you feel acted upon, I know what that feels like. I have been through and am currently going through some really hard things in my life. Understanding the law of creation has been a compassionate support in helping me know how to rise above my circumstances and act for myself instead of being acted upon. What we want to learn in these creation lessons is how to move from a cause and effect life to causing an effect life. When you begin causing an effect in your life, you are the catalyst for creation. You're no longer acted upon, but you begin to act for yourself. Negative events or circumstances no longer hold power over your happiness and progress. You begin causing an effect by intentionally choosing what you want to create. And in return, you begin to effect change around you as well. You have power to create everything in your life. You have the power to create great relationships, achieve your goals, have great health, to experience joy and happiness and peace, and to have it happen now. And might I add, you have the power to create these things regardless of what is happening in the world around you. We are living in uncertain times, and now more than ever, I believe it is important for us to understand what truly lies in our power to create and experience. We have far more power than the influences of fear and doubt want you to know. You can learn to act for yourself in every circumstance. You do this through what you see, say, feel, do, and become. Let's dive into these different elements. You are a creator. It is time to create something great. If you are loving the power in this framework, 
and want to learn how to make this even more practical, this is why I founded the Creation Coach School. I invite you to take my full-length creation course program. The Creation Coach School offers specialized training in using the law of creation for your own personal transformation, as well as the opportunity to work with a certified creation coach or to become a certified creation coach yourself. You can learn more at thecreationcoachschool.com.